You're listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, Session 15. Welcome to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast, where positivity and spirituality create an enhanced life's journey with the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha. I am your host, Iya Omileti Olubumi. Thank you so much for listening, for being here, for sharing your time with me. I am Iya Omileti, and today's episode is a very important one and very, very dear to my heart. It is one of the biggest questions that I get asked quite often, and it's not just by the newest people. This was something that I did quite a bit when I was much younger in the traditions. When I was in Alejo, I wanted to get down and do this. So today's episode is, I am new and I want to divinate. So with that, let's get started. When you are new to the traditions, Okay, and even not so new. You may sound like this. I want to know this. I want to know that. I want to learn everything. But one of those things that you want to know how to do is to... Dun-dun-dun! Divinate. It is such an important part of our traditions to divine. That is how we communicate with our... Entities, let's just say that, our deities, our energies. I think that's a better word. How we connect to the correct energies so that we are guided wherever we need to go. What you do now? I don't know. Let's see. You may go out and purchase the OB book. It is well known to give you step by step to divinate, right? And then you go, you buy it, you go to your 200 Facebook groups and your 100 forums, and you scour there all these things. Don't forget YouTube, because you have to, you know, look at a bunch of YouTube videos on how to divine. And then you are feeling confident. What do you do? You go to the Botanica, of course, and you're going to buy yourself some shells. Or, you know, you might just go to the corner store and get yourself a coconut or two, so that you could start chopping it off and hacking it so that it looks like it did in the video, okay? And then you go in front of your stone, which you picked up at the park with so much love, and this is your issue now, or you go in front of your warriors, or you go in front of your boveda, and you are ready to divine. You print out some prayer that you got from somewhere and boom, you are ready to go. And then you start, should I go to this place? Should I do this? Do I do this? And let the shells fall where they may. Now, you're either happy or upset from your answers. And you will do one of these two things. You will either keep asking 
because, you know, you have to get a better answer or you have to get an answer that you understand or you just stop. You're like, I don't know. This is it. This is, I can't. Um, I'm just going to take this for, for the value that it is. It said that, no, I am not going to do this or no, I'm not going here. So I'm not going to do it. End of story, right? My question always has been, how do you know that this was done right? So usually I get the, well, it's very easy. It's a yes or no question. The two up, the two down means yes. The all up, that means yes with blessings. The three, uh, the ones that are face down, they're, you know, showing you three face down and one up. That means no. And the four downs mean heck no. So it's, it's right, right? So I have a story for you. This is not my story, I promise, but it is one of the best stories that show what I'm trying to convey. So this happened to my husband. So somebody called him and said, Baba, Baba, I need to speak with you right away. This is, this is all wrong. I need your help. I need to come in for divination. So, of course, you know, he's like, well, what do you need? This is urgent. This is urgent. What, what happened? And they arranged the timing. And, of course, you know, she's desperate. She's falling apart. She's crying. What happened? She says, well, Baba, I went to Eshu and I asked, Eshu, should I pay my rent? But Eshu clearly said No. So of course I didn't pay my rent. I asked again the next month. And again, Eshu said no. So now I'm being evicted from my apartment. The re- I don't, I was not there for that reading. I can't tell you what happened. I, I don't know how my husband just kept his face straight because yes, the answer was no, but should that have even been a question to ask. Of course, you have to pay your rent, your mortgage, your bills. You have to pay those. Why would you ask whether these should be paid? I think that she needed to do something else and she wanted to allocate funds to something else. And, you know, she went to Eshu. She wanted to know what he thought. And he thought that she should not pay it. Yes, she got evicted. No, that could not be saved. But the question and the lesson here is, sometimes you may know the mechanics of divining, but there's a lot more that goes to that. For example, don't ask Eshu for something because something like that, he's going to teach you a lesson. And you may not like the lesson, but you will learn it. But you may not like how it comes about. One of the things that I have to say is that divination takes years, years to get a good handle on it. I tell folks that I do not divine for other people because it is scary. (laughs) It takes, it's a lot of responsibility to have someone's life, spiritual life, life, life in your hands. You have to be really good at your craft. So even when I, to this day, when I divine, if it's something small, 
like casting for an ademu or something like that. I don't mind doing that by myself. I'm pretty comfortable with doing that. But if it's a full divination session, I want somebody there watching over me and critiquing because there's a lot of things that their experience, there's just no price on that. The things that the elders of our house know, the things that my godmother knows, even in how I'm phrasing the question, the outcome could be completely different. There's a lot of things that happen. There's a lot of dynamics. It's not just throwing the shells and asking a question and that's it. C'est la vie or goodbye and everything is going to be okay. So I have a couple of things. This should be taught under supervision. Divination is definitely not something that you can learn from a book. Having said that, yes, you can learn the dynamics, the mechanics of it. This means that, that means that. But to really learn it, a book cannot teach you that. Another good thing is which prayers to do before. What happens when a certain odu falls down or when a certain throw happens? What happens? How to ask the questions? Sometimes the how, just the how. And here I'm thinking, I'm a pretty smart cookie. I can ask a question. And sometimes they're like, yeah, you need to rephrase that. That is not clear. And I'm like, what do you mean it's not clear? It's in English. Do you want it in Spanish? I could do it in Spanish. But no. Sometimes the way you put those words together and how clear, it has to be so crystal clear that if a yes comes out, this is the avenue that I can take. If a no comes down, this is the avenue that I can take. So you have to be clear and unambiguous. Another thing is you have to know when you are divining when to investigate further and when to just let it go. There are some folks that I have seen with my own two eyes that they will continue to cast until the shells fall in a more favorable way for what they're asking for. And what I have learned with that is that sometimes lessons are learned and not the best way that you want. So if you were looking for a yes should I go to that party? And it was no, 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 maybe, no, no, no. Finally, and you ask 12 times. And on the 13th, it says yes. And you're like, you see, it said yes, I'm going. You know, we have to kind of think about that. And then there's some areas that you have to investigate a little further to see what can be done. Another good thing is how to end a casting, a divining session. How do you end that? And how to end that session if you are seeking help? So you may be stuck. I know I've been stuck and I'm not perfect. And I've seen other priests who are stuck and they have to seek counsel. This doesn't make them any less priests. It's just you know when you've hit your wall and you need some help. So how do you do that? And no matter how thorough the book, experience cannot beat the value and the price. 
than any book or video. It has to be something that you are learning under someone else, under the tutelage of someone else. These traditions are communal. And I tell folks, you know, some folks are like, well, I'm not ready to go to the community. I've been told. Other people is, well, some people in the community are not the best. So I'm going to stick this one out by myself and I'm just going to do this and do Orisha by myself. And I'm here to tell you, these traditions are communal. Your experience is all your own, but you need a community. You need priests in order to make this whole thing move the way that it is intended. So you need folks there to help you. Like I said before, this is not like um like a solitary witch. You you really cannot do this by yourself. You need folks, especially when you are learning. You your focus needs to be developing yourself, developing your connection with your ancestors, and reaching out to the best spiritual house for you. Which brings me to the next point that I have. You have to find a good priest to teach you how to cast. This could be classes that you take. And I've seen some great classes. They're done with obi, with the coconut pieces, and also with the shells. I've seen really good classes where the priest is there and the students, and it's very few of them. It's not a whole class of 500 students or 50 students, 10 or less. And everybody has their own shells or their own coconut pieces. And it's been, from what I understand, it's been a very, very good experience for those people who have taken it. Some folks have brought in their issues And it has been real questions asked, real things, and they're all going one by one because the experience of it, of what to ask and how to cast and how to go to the next question, because it's not just one question you're going to ask. After that, what's going to happen? You have to come there with a plan. So you can find somebody who will teach classes. And these are very good, especially if they're working with you. And um, I have seen some virtual classes, but they are watching what you're doing, what you're asking, what came out. And of course, the live ones that are done with you and the priest right across from each other are amazing. So that's one way. Of course, you can, if you have a godparent, definitely go to your godparent Now, your godparent may not be a good diviner. That's okay. But if you have a godparent, he or she would be able to point you to someone who can teach you. Make it your business to learn that. So especially if you have your warriors, so you can start communicating early. And that takes care of the two best avenues that I have seen to find a priest or work with your godparent to teach you. Another point, please take notes. Just grab a little notebook 
and just take notes of what happened. Take notes of what you notice, the question and what happened and what the priest did afterwards. Take notes. They will be so helpful later. This links up to another tip that I have. Observe when others are casting. There is so much to learn. I am pretty lucky that in our house, sometimes a regular divining session just becomes into a class. And sometimes we're like, how did you even come up with that question? Just to hear the elder priests say, well, if this Odun says this and this and that, then and this fell like this, and this is the Orisha that we're casting, it only makes sense that we go this route. And this is why I say experience trumps everything. It's just the way to go. So observe when others are casting, because there's so much to learn. And with the tip before that, take notes, please take notes. Now here's another tip. Don't do this in the middle of divination, but wait till later. Ask questions. If you have a question of why did you do that? Or how did you know to ask for this? Or why, whatever whys or what's you want to know about regarding that session, if it's especially not too personal, if it's not, if it's more of the mechanics of the why, ask questions. If you're working with a really good priest who is a very good teacher and has that ashe, this should not be a problem. Just ask questions. For those of you who have warriors, you want to cast to them. If you want to cast, and I suggest that you start there as well, you should definitely reach out to the priest that did the ceremony so that you could receive your warriors and ask them to teach you how to cast to your warriors. It is their responsibility to teach you anyhow. And this would be a good way for you to start getting, I guess, uh, real life experience on casting. Now, let's talk about casting for egg. A lot of folks want to do this. A lot of folks have their altars and they want to speak to their eggums. Please work with a priest. Please, please. I can't stress this one enough. Please. There are so many things that can go wrong here. Okay. I have a good one for you. So you're casting to, you know, Auntie Bertha and Grandma Maria and Uncle, I don't know, Uncle Bart. I couldn't think of a male name. I'm sorry. So here's the question. How do you know who is answering you? How do you verify that? We just don't know. This is where an experienced priest can really help. And I really don't, I don't encourage folks to cast to their eggons for divination sessions because there's so many variables that you need a lot of time and experience to work with them. This is an area that we definitely need priests. Not that we can't ask certain things. 
like small things, but to have full divination sessions, um, I think the biggest challenge is who is answering you. And how do you verify that? So I have another situation for you. What happens if now a possession takes place? Let's just say your casting skills are not all that great. You're way too slow. You're just thinking too much of the question and they want to make an appearance. And there's a possession that happens. What's going to happen now? Who is going to take care of you? How are you going to get out of that? What if it's one of those full possessions that you're knocked out and that's it, you're knocked out? Or if it's one of those possessions that you're conscious, but they have control of your body. So what's going to happen next? You've basically called them. So what now? What if they decide to hang out for six hours and you were supposed to be at work, you know, two hours ago? There's a lot of things to consider, which is why this religion is a very spiritual tradition, but it should be done with respect. And when it comes to divining, the skills, the experience and the skills are key. I have something else when it comes to ego. What if it is that ego that you wanted to speak to? Let's say it's Auntie Bertha. And what if her character was a bit off? You know, Auntie Bertha was really cool at parties, but she used to rob banks on the weekend and kick kittens on the side of the road whenever she saw them. So you are talking to her and she is there. What kind of advice do you think she's really going to give you? Maybe about your finances or about starting an animal shelter. What advice do you really feel she is going to give you? A lot of folks really think that because a person dies, that that's it. They fly off and there are full enlightenment that happens the moment that the last breath is taken. And the truth is they have their own process to go to. And a lot of them still have their own challenges that they had when they were alive. So now you have to also take into account the moral character of that egung. That is, if you verified that it is that egung. So now you have to work on what type of advice do you really think Auntie Bertha is going to give me about, I don't know, maybe saving my money or investing it or starting a business? We just don't know. So there's a lot of variables. And this is why I really say, Listen, it's great that you want to divinate, but let's try to do it in a way that will give us less grief. The less possible grief, the better. So here are basically the five big points when it comes to divining. One, you have to seek a teacher. Seek a priest. It doesn't have to be your godparent. If you don't have one, you can just find a priest that teaches. And there are many that have excellent classes out there. So find a good teacher. Number two, observe. If you do go to any type of event, check it out when they're casting. Even if they're casting on 
I don't know what Ademu is going to be given. Perk up your ears and just observe. Observe how things are done so that you can use this as experience for yourself. Three, take notes. Take notes because you will have forgotten. Find out like, oh, so this is how it came to this and you jot that down. Take notes. They will be priceless for you later because how you understand the world is very different how I will understand the world or the person next to me. So take notes. Four, ask questions. Ask questions. You have to ask because sometimes you just don't know how they got there. And this may have been, you know, a priest of 20 years and you've seen him just, you know, do something really quick. And then like, how did you come to that? Ask him. You might be very pleasantly surprised that they're willing to share with you on how that came about. Maybe they had learned 10 years ago about this pataki and that's how he knew to ask for something. There's a lot of things that go into play when it comes to divining. And the last, when it is your turn, practice. And you practice, and I don't mean with major questions, you practice if it's with your warriors, practice doing small things, and this you need to do with a priest. We have come to the end of this episode, number 15. Oh my goodness, 15 episodes. Thank you so much for listening, for hanging out with me. For show notes, please go to www.orishawisdom.com forward slash session 15. All of the notes and the little five steps and even the link to the Obi book, because it is a good book, will be there. If you are interested in joining our community, definitely check us out. We are at www.facebook.com dot com forward slash groups forward slash Orisha Wisdom. That is, or you could just look for the Orisha Wisdom community on Facebook. Again, thank you so much. May the elevated ancestors and all Orisha bless you immensely. Until next time, Odabo. Thank you for listening to the Orisha Wisdom Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes at orishawisdom.com forward slash podcast. Can't get enough of Orisha Wisdom? Check us out at orishawisdom.com and subscribe to our community. Remember, the wisdom of Ifa and Orisha is all around us. Be blessed and until next time.